Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Luke chapter 6. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, Why are you doing what is unlawful to do on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal the man on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking, and he said to the man with the shriveled hand, Get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy life? He looked around at them all, and then said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious, and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. On one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and spent the night there praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose twelve of them, whom he also designated as apostles. Simon, who he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples were there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him, because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, For yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you, and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets." But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry later. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. 
pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them also the other. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they're like. They're like a man building a house, who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it, because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. Much of this chapter parallels Matthew 5, 6, and 7, which is the Sermon on the Mount. So there's a lot here that was given in the Sermon on the Mount. This is a bit of Luke's review of the same speech that Jesus made. And so it starts off with things having to do with the Sabbath. You remember the religious leaders were always challenging Jesus about their interpretation of what should and should not be done on the Sabbath. So in verse 1, on the Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some of the heads of grain and rub them and to eat the kernels. 
And so the Pharisees were offended. They thought this was work. They were um, gleaning food in the grain fields, and um, they said, no, they can't do that. It's the Sabbath. That's work. But Jesus answered them and said, have you never read what King David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered into the house of God and uh, took the consecrated bread from the table of showbread and ate it, even though it was only lawful for the priest to eat. And so Jesus says to them, David did that, and I'm here now. I'm much greater than David. He says, the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Now, this was deeply offensive to the religious Jews. They were trying to observe the Sabbath to the best of their understanding. And even though they went beyond what was written in their scriptures, they were attempting to fulfill the word of God, and they saw Jesus as a transgressor. But Jesus truly had the authority to do what he did, and he was trying to explain to them that the hunger and the needs of the people took precedence over their concept of what should and should not be done on the Sabbath. And so it goes on in verse 6, talking about another Sabbath. In this one, he, um, he heals a man on the Sabbath. So on another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. And the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. Now imagine this. Here he's going to extend healing and grace from God to this man who has a shriveled hand, but they thought of that as work, that Jesus would be working in doing that. So in verse 8, Jesus knew what they were thinking. He said to the man with the shriveled up hand, get up and stand in front of everybody so they can see. So he stood there, and then Jesus said, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? And of course, it was right to do good. It was right to save life. And so Jesus said to the man with the weathered hand, be healed. And he was. And once again, the religious leaders were very offended. Now, the point being is this. Yes, God rested on the seventh day. Yes, we're supposed to rest and focus our hearts on God on the seventh day. But it's always right to do godly things on the seventh day. If you're hungry, it's right to eat. If someone's in need, it's right to help them. If someone needs prayer, it's right to pray for them. These are good godly things, and there's no prohibition on the Sabbath from doing these things. Jesus, in the same chapter, designated the 12 disciples. It says in verse 13, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, who he designated also as apostles. Now, this word is misunderstood. There were the original 12 apostles of Christ. The word apostles was a first century term that was used uh, in their their navy tradition for like an, an admiral. Um, over a group of Navy officials. It was also used as an emissary, one who is sent out. And so these first 12 apostles of Christ were sent out with the good news of the gospel. Now, there were only 12 apostles of Christ. I believe that when Judas committed suicide, Paul replaced him as the 12th. But there are many apostles, if you define apostles as ones being sent out to proclaim the good news of the gospel. And so apostle is not a rank anymore in the Bible. It's not a military term. It is one who is sent out. And I believe that there are uh, most missionaries would be considered apostles. They're emissaries sent out with the good news of the gospel. And so he goes on to admonish us to be forgiving people. He says, do not condemn or you'll be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. And so, Lord, we just ask today that you would give us grace to forgive those who have offended us in whatever way. Lord, we ask that you would help us to forgive them 
And Lord, we ask that in turn you would forgive us. Because God, we've all sinned against you and come short of the glory of God. And no matter what has been done to us, it's nothing compared to what we've done to you. And so, Lord, as you give us grace, we release now all of those who have offended us in whatever way. And, Lord, we ask that you would forgive us of our sins and our trespasses. We thank you, Lord, that you've called us to serve you and love you. We bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.